Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Kenny Harper here, and today we are going to be talking with a rock star professional who deals a lot with helping lawyers and law firms. Now, she's a strategist, and she also has great style. And I'm glad to have her join us on Growth Amplifiers. So welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Pamela Denove. Hi, Kenny. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. And glad you could take the time to join today and share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and share something that you've learned on your journey that could help others on theirs. And starting off, you know, we know your name, we know a little bit about what you do, but could you tell us a little bit more how you help lawyers and law firms uh, build their practices? Okay, well, uh, that's a good question because, you know, today lawyers are having to practice law a lot longer than -hmm. they thought they were going to. Years ago, people were able to retire in their 50s and 60s, and now they can still have kids in college. So what happens is, you know, this is a very demanding profession. So they get lose their enthusiasm, lose their love of the law, and they just feel kind of burned out. So the past 25 years, I've been helping lawyers to do a few things. One was to help them to organize their practice. I mean, they have a lot of phones ringing and a lot of emergencies, crises. So I'm able to help them to organize their law practices with law firms. I'm able to help them to organize their staff, help them hire the right staff. A lot of times they have problems with paralegals. I help them to significantly increase their income. And really a big focus is on lawyer well-being. And Mm. um, I am a peer reviewer for the report that was published by the American Bar Association in which they're really focusing on the mental, emotional, and physical health for attorneys. And that's one of the things here at Growth Amplifiers that we're really uh, stresses important is for people to have their mind right because a lot of what you create and have the ability to build really comes down to what's going on in your mind and your energy. And if that's not right, it's not, it's not going to work out. So we, we come together to share ideas to amplify. Now, yes. I know that a lot of people, you know, I, I have friends who are attorneys, but I know a lot of people like to avoid spending time with attorneys um, just because of some of the you know, jokes and taboo. Mm-hmm. But you've chosen to work directly with them and make that a career. And I'm curious, what led you to get into this line of work? What, what got you to say, you know what? I want to spend in my career working with attorneys side by side. <laughs> a lot of people ask me that. No, and because lawyers are not easy individuals because they're you know, generally pretty serious, pretty intense, and um, pretty, you know, has strong ideas. Mm-hmm. I, I started off in uh, 1992. I was living in California at the time when I started coaching. And this was before all the different coaching things that are going on now. So I'm like one of the pi- early pioneers. I opened an office in Santa Monica, beautiful office. It was wonderful. And, you know, I kind of hung up my shingle and the majority of my clients were lawyers. Hmm. And I I don't know why 60% of my clients were always lawyers. And um, I didn't realize at that time 
of course, it's not as, as pronounced and talked about as it is now, but I did not realize the degree of tension, pressure, and demands that lawyers experience as a profession. For example, um, there was a, um, a gentleman that called me and he said that one of his colleagues had, had referred him to me and he was, was wanted to kill himself every night. You know, he says, you know, I told you, you can help me. I said, well, I don't think I can help you do that. Whoa, you know, it's, it's, right. you need to go see a psychiatrist and a therapist and all that. He says, I've gone to several therapists. I've gone to psychiatrists. I'm on medication. But every night, I want to kill myself. He says, lady, will you please help me? So I, you know, it was before a lot of regulations. But anyway, I said, okay, you know, try to help him. Mm -hmm. And uh, in about eight weeks, he completely uh, turned his life around. Um, he had, um, one of the things that I do is I do work a lot with the mind and what are, are the hidden beliefs or blind spots that individuals have that perpetuate behaviors. And in his case, he particularly was the youngest of his family. Mm -hmm. And uh, his father was a really kind of easygoing guy. And his mother was a big nag. So one day, uh, his mother was nagging. I guess his father had had it. And he was the only one in the house. I think there were six kids. He was the youngest. And his father hauled off and hit his mother in the mouth so hard that her teeth fell on the floor. What? And he was so traumatized. He went to his room and he tried to himself, you know, because he felt he couldn't do anything. He thought he should die. I, I can't help. And so what happened was he developed this uh, subliminal, because we work a lot with neuroscience. He realized that as a kid, when he felt overwhelmed, when he felt he couldn't do anything, when he felt he was in over his head, his first response was to want to kill himself. So this has happened over the years and now he's in his forties and now it exhibited as every night. So he mm. said, he had such a new lease on life. He just said, Pamela, does that just mean that's just how I'm wired? I'm just wired that way? That doesn't really mean, you know, so once he knew that that was just, you know, we're computers, how his brain was wired. And I gave him some tools and techniques and, and action plans to get over that. He was able to go on and uh, master that and master his practice and enjoy his life again. So, you know, I just really started, you know, working with lawyers because they were a vulnerable population. And in California, this was before people were going to coaches. So in California, they didn't say, are you going to a coach? They said, who's your coach? So mm. I just had a lot of lawyers come in. Um, one, one of my clients gave my services to his best friend as an anniversary gift. So, you know, I, that's just how I fell into it. So I always say, I didn't choose lawyers. They choose, chose me. <laughs> I, I, I love it. And it's a refreshing to know that even people who are strong minded and get paid to be kind of a shark at times are human. Absolutely. We're all human. Absolutely. And if we don't take the time to step back and sometimes shine the light in some areas, right. That can, they can weigh us down. Right. 
absolutely. I'm actually it's reading absolutely. a book right now, Mind Hacking. Oh, okay. I'm a big fan of you know getting your mind right, and with all the crazy things that have been going on in this yeah. past year, mm-hmm. we've had a pandemic. The world sure. has been rioting. It's mm-hmm. it's been nuts. Absolutely. And although I'm trying, I've got a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to let some of that start putting a cloud over your mind. You just mm-hmm. absorb it. You get some of the energy. And if you're, if you're not being proactive to, to cast the light, then it can start getting a little bit uh, heavy. So I, I'm a big fan of what you're, what you're doing and how you help people out. And um, th- I guess, you know, that's one of the things that probably makes your business different, really from maybe somebody else that might work with a, attorneys or law firms is some of that, that mind um, attention that you give. It's not just organization. It's not just the practice, but it's kind of more holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, would you agree? Or, or are there other things that you, you put into your business that really differentiates it from, from similar service providers? Absolutely. So um, I believe that our mind is everything. If we don't have the foundation, it's a daily, you said about that, it's a daily practice. And I, I really, first of all, when I say, for example, um, a, a, a lawyer came to me, I, you know, in, I, work with, I work with lawyers all over the world, actually, but comes to me and said, you know what, I, I can't seem to... Uh, organize my practice. I feel like I'm disorganized or I feel like I have to be in control and I need, I want my practice to grow, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing all these different things. I, I don't trust hire people or things like that. So it really goes back to before we're seven years old, we develop our, what I call our basic operating principle. We're, our, our personalities are fully formed by the time we're seven years old. But the problem is, is that we don't know what what we decided. We don't know. Just like the gentleman with that his his mother, he didn't know that that's how he his brain accepted that experience. And you can have a hundred kids, and all of them would make a different reaction to what happened there. Mm-hmm. So it's really a very unique um, step by step. So what I do if a, if a lawyer comes to me and they say they have a problem, the first thing I want to know is. What are the coping skills you develop? What's really going on? Because it's a waste of time. You know, a lot of coaches will go, okay, here's your action plan. Here, take step one, two, three. But it, you know, maybe they could do some behavior modification, but it's not lasting. You really have to get in there. So I have what I call an eight hour intensive. So Mm. before we get to uh, what, you know, the action plan, we have to do an eight hour intensive. And the eight-hour intensive decide what is their core beliefs? What is their basic operating principle? Why do they think the way they think? What are their uh, stronger points? What are their weaker points? What are their strengths? So we have all of that information about them. And not only that, they have to know the information. If they don't know, this is all subconscious. If you study neuroscience at all, you know that um, our brain has different speeds. So if we're in the beta speed, that means that's when our minds are busy, like when we're like looking at what's going on and we're, we're, our mind takes us away. 
but there's a high level or really a slow level speed that's like when we're asleep or when we're uh, when we're taking a nap or when we're meditating that's theta and that is where you can really get inside the mind and tinker with it well what they've discovered is that children minds are in theta that's how they get all the information in how to walk how to talk so they're really like everything is pouring into the brain before the age of seven because the brain is going very slowly it's absorbing like a sponge everything that's going on going on so all of that information is housed in their brain and they don't know you the, the child doesn't really know rationally mm -hmm. what is going on so therefore that's what's in charge a lot of that is in charge which is why people know better they feel like they they can they they know better they know how to do it but they can't seem to execute so it's not until a person really gets to know what's going on what's really going on in their brain because uh we know that um 90 per say 90% of our thinking is negative 83% is thoughts we that our repetitive thoughts that we've had the day before and 75% of our thoughts are subconscious. So if we don't bring some of those self-sabotaging or things that are stopping us from being everything we could be to the front forefront, then you're just kind of sleepwalking, trying to figure out something and wondering why you're in the same place that you started. So powerful, nicely put And Thanks for sharing those there's facts and the information people need to have that awareness. I, when I started my career as a coach, um, in helping people with their marketing and I realized that there was more that meets the eye when it comes to coaching. I was calling myself a coach, but I was really an advisor and I would come to find out that, you know, sometimes I was giving people, here's the recipe, here's what you need, but they didn't have the skills to put it together. Absolutely. And they need to have the right mindset and belief mm -hmm. and get rid of the baggage to really soar. So that's really, really powerful what you're talking about. Uh, and I'm glad you, you really shared that. Now, yeah, obviously you have some great skills when it comes to helping people in their business, but we all have different things that we have as challenges. What are some things that you've experienced on your journey that have been uh, challenges as far as how you've for growing your business? Well, you know, it's interesting that you asked that question because, you know, I think that another thing that happens is when a person has had challenges and over, have overcome challenges, they're able to help people to overcome their challenges. Mm -hmm. For example, when I came to Jacksonville, I think it was in 2000, the end of 2000, I was seriously ill. Uh, I had just had um, surgery. I almost lost my life. Um, I um, had all things, all sorts of things happened. Um, I got something that's called Graves' disease. My eyes popped out of my head. I was cross-eyed. I had no energy. You know, I was just a mess. And I was up in Mayo, up one corridor down the next. And I looked probably 10... 10 or 15 years older than I do now. Wow. And I felt like my life was over. 
here I'd had the successful coaching business in California, and now here I was, you know, away. I I I um I didn't have any really contacts here as far as business business community, and I um I was lost. I was personally lost, and I I I know what it's like. So when my clients come to me, I'm compassionate because I've been there and done that. Mm. And I've had to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I had to go in here to figure out why I was in that situation. Mm. So by by doing that's own my own self-discovery, you know, I was able to to come. And that's a good thing that attorneys, when they come to me, because they're very defensive people as a as a whole and very careful and very suspicious because they work on the law and they see everything. So they really need to have someone that they believe they can trust. They really have to believe that they can have someone that's not going to judge them no matter what. And there's not much I have not seen. And there's not much, if I haven't seen it, I've experienced it. So there's no judgment here. It's just a matter of getting to the problem. And every problem has an emotional component to it and you have to be able but you have to be able to let your guard down and that is one of the problems that attorneys face is that they really have they don't trust anyone they feel guarded and their how they look on the outside is very important how they look to the legal community is important you know and so they don't they don't really let that that guard down mm-hmm. and that's why there there there's a there are suicide rate among attorneys is 11 the suicide ideation for attorneys is 11 percent wow so you can imagine if you have a hundred people 11 people would step forward saying yeah i've thought about ending my life i've wanted to end my life Mm. take a thousand that's over a hundred people out of a thousand so it's a necessity, and this is why I keep preaching it, that lawyers uh, get the help they need. And they're, they're really the, they're, it's really hard. They really have to be in a bad situation before they reach out for help. And more and more now, because the American Bar Association is speaking about it, they got the report, more and more are coming and saying, hey, you know what? I don't have to be like ready to kill myself before I go get help. I think one of the big things that I've appreciated is this change in perspective. A coach isn't someone you go to because you're weak and you need help. A coach is someone you go to because you're strong and you want to do better. You want to be your best. And we could all use someone else to help us get to the next level. We can't see our blind sides. Mm -hmm. Really powerful stuff. So for people who are interested to learn a little bit more about you and, and what you do, I'm sure they would like to know how they could find out about more, more about what you do. Where could they go and, and how could they learn more about you? Okay. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, Pamela Deneuve. I have a website that's Pamela And, uh, you can always call me. And that's at 904-607-1211. Excellent. Uh, is there, as we're kind of wrapping up, is there a product or, or something that you'd like to promote, a, a shameless plug, something that you're working on that you'd like to just highlight? 
Yes, um, I am, what I'm willing to do is I'm willing to carve out two hours for anyone who is serious about finding an answer for their problems in their law practice. So I will ca carve out a two hour coaching session and if we consider it's no obligations, if they, we consider that they should go forward, that's fine. If not, they will have a tr life transforming event just in those two hours that will change their law practice forever. Wow, that is a great offer. And I appreciate you extending that. And I encourage somebody who's listening in that, that's on that fence saying, hmm, I'm not sure if I could take that step if you are serious about making a change, take that step. Don't procrastinate. Don't let fear of the unknown stop you. You always want to let faith drive your boat, not fear. And as the final thought, if you wouldn't mind just sharing one tip, one insight, you've given us a lot already, but just one thing that you could help others on their journey, maybe they're not attorneys, that they could uh, consider putting into their business or livelihood to help them elevate on their journey. One thing that you always, we, we always want to remember that everything is temporary. And you know, even everything that's going on with the pandemic or with the riots and everything that's going on, this too shall pass. I mean, we had great riots, you know, back when Rodney King was killed and when Martin Luther King, that was another era. So, uh, the pandemic, there's been the influenza, there have been different things. This too will pass. And the important thing is to keep your mind above the fray. It's easy to get stressed and figure out, you know, like, oh, in a doomsday mentality. But if you keep thinking positive, you are, you can make this your fine. I, I wrote an article, this can be your finest hour. Mm. You know, Winston Churchill, when he was uh, in World War II and they were being bombed, he said, let's make this our finest hour. So we each can make this our finest hour by eating right, getting the right rest, going for exercise, and feed your mind positive information. I love it. It's positive. It's the theme of Growth Amplifiers. So thank you, Pamela, for sharing your thoughts and insights. We appreciate you. Thank you. And if you are seeking a strategist, if you're a lawyer or a law firm seeking a strategist, definitely contact Pamela Denove. Thank you, Pamela. We'll check you on another time. Thank you. It's really great. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.